The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This is a story of the author of Navardic. The author of Navardic who wrote the, who wrote the, uh, the Sefer on Bitachon. Navardic, uh, well, one of the Svarim on Bitachon, called Madregas Adam. Navardic was a yeshiva that would push Bitachon into their students in the most extreme way. It was known that during World War I, these Navardic students found out that there were Jewish refugees on the other side of the war from where they were, and they didn't have kosher food. These Navardic students were known that they would walk across enemy lines and that soldiers would run up to them and put guns up to their chest, and the students would just be like, I have to pull the trigger, get out of my way. And, and they would just walk through. They had no fear because in their mind, the way that they were trained, I mean literally like Jedi warriors, they were trained in this. They were trained that they would go into the, in, in their yeshiva, they would be told, take a candle, an unlit candle with a safer, go into the forest and sit there and say, I know Hashem wants me to learn. And so if He wants me to learn, this candle will light. And that's it. It's just Hashem runs the world. He's all reality. So, and they come back with some incredible, incredible stories. The Alt of Navardic, so he was running away, uh, if I remember correctly, this is during World War, it's either World War I, World War II, it makes sense, World War I, that he was running away from whatever it was. And they had to get on a train. They got onto a certain train. They had to jump from, I heard the story from Rabbi Per from my old Rosh Hashiva in Yeshiva Frankway. They had to jump from a bridge onto a moving train. That's hard enough, he said, for an old man like the altar of Navardic. But he did. He jumped on with his students. And then they had to, like, put their feet over and climb down. And they're like, yes, we're on this train. And the train is going out of enemy territory. They're going to be saved. They open up the door of the train. And it's full of German soldiers, the enemy. They come walking in. And all the German soldiers just, dun, 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 just sitting on this train. And a rabbi and his students come. It's, it's like the beginning of a bad joke. They just come walking into this train. And, dun, dun, and they look up. And the German soldiers like, Vosh is dash. <laughs> like, what's happening? And the altar just smiled. And he said, yes, I get to use my bitachon. He turns to his students and he says to them, I don't know about you, but after jumping off the top of that bridge, like front up about jumping on it, he's like, after jumping from that bridge, I feel like I can use a good smoke. He's like, anybody here in the mood of a good smoke? Don't like Rambi, just stop talking so loud. And he takes out his pipe. Remember in Glorious when he took out the bigger pipe? There was a lot to that. I, if anybody's holding. So I <laughs> just imagine that massive pipe. So he takes out the pipe. <laughs> so he takes out the pipe. He takes out his pipe and he, and he, and he just puts it full of tobacco. And he turns to his students and he says, but I don't have a light. I don't have a match. He's like, I wonder, who on this train has a match? He's just talking out loud. They're like, we're going to die. This is, what a dumb way to die. So he says, I think he has one. And he points to like the hair general, just blitzkrieg Nazi, von Nazi, who's sitting in the front. And he walks up to him and he says to him, He's like, a guten morgen, mein hell. He's like, good morning. And he's like, a guten morgen, Rabino. And he says to him, Hobbes deine file, do you have a fire? And the Nazi says, mur, yeah, Hobbes mein file. And he takes out a thing, he just lights it, and the altar just, and he just like blows some smoke. And he says, thank you, a grace of dank. 
And he says, you're welcome. And he goes back and he sits with his students and nothing happened. And his students, when they got off the train, they said, how? And he said to them, I believe Hashem wasn't going to kill us today. I believe we have more to do in life. And he lives with this reality. Guys, I can tell you stories, uh, a story upon story upon story. They have the incredible ones with the Briskorov. When he showed up, he was trying to escape in World War II, trying to escape from, from Nazi Germany. And they got to a certain checkpoint where you needed very specific papers. And the students said, Rebbe, we don't have those papers. And we're going to get up there. They're not going to kill us. They're gonna... and, and, and he's like, I don't know why you're disturbing me. Like, we're in the middle of a tesis right now. Let's just keep on learning. <laughs> And when they got to the front, this is a documented thing from his kids that they would always say over this story. And a couple of soldiers on horseback came running up and handed them the documents. The soldiers looked at it and said, we've never had such an important person. And they even got him like a, a carriage or a horse-drawn thing to like bring him over to the next thing. I, just, just incredible, incredible stories. Bitachon, just believing that Hashem is involved in my every instant of life. That is what we're going for. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.